this is the municipal. Have you been paying attention to like city stuff? Don't vote, can't bitch. Sorry to uh, to point that finger at you. My answer was that would be yes and no. My tummy hurts, and I'm mad at the government. You're saying council wouldn't approve it, and two, you're robbing them of their their voice. It's it's he's already he's already failed to vote. Well, And welcome to a brand new episode of the Municipals. I'm Matthew, and I'm Philip. Philip, it's been uh, it's been two weeks since we talked, and uh, lots happened. I want to get into it. We usually save the municipal stuff for last. I think we should flip it and talk about it first. And uh, for those of you who are not aware, there was an all candidates meeting this past week. At uh, uh, for the Ward 20 by-election, thanks to Gary Crawford. Well, really, thanks to John Tory. But anyway, and my man Phil here was in attendance. So, Phil, you got the floor. Take as long as you want. I'll interrupt with questions. I want to hear all the the dirt, all the all the good stuff. I'm sure our listeners do too. Uh, the ones that maybe are not sure if they live in Scarborough Southwest. Who to vote for yet? Take it away, my man. All right. So it turns out I really enjoy this politics stuff, you know, because I I went to this uh to this debate, and of course I had a great time. I love. Where was it? Uh, it was at the uh, Birchmount Community Center, I believe it's called. It's got a pool there. Um, I was there last year when I was running, uh, the exact same place. So, uh. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Uh, I'm pretty embarrassed that at this point I, I, I did the counting thing to see how many candidates were there uh uh last Wednesday. It was a while ago, but it was it was a good time. Uh so all right, so Scarborough Southwest is suffering a by-election because, as you said, the arrogance of it's the trickle-down arrogance. John Tory's arrogance of running for a third term despite the scandal brewing underneath his ass, despite the fact that he had said he was only going to run for two terms, uh, John Tory decided to run and win uh, because he thought that nobody else was, I don't know, smart enough to take care of the city the way that John Tory did. And by that, I mean, let it run itself into the ditch. Anyways, that's irrelevant. So we had that mayor election and I feel very confident that due to that, Sorry, I'm just alluding to the stuff that you were saying earlier, uh, Matthew. Continue. Um, you know, and then I feel very confident that a big reason for Gary Crawford's running for um for MPP in Scarborough Guildwood was entirely due to the fact that he was gonna have a, a much smaller influence, no matter who the mayor was gonna be. Uh, as long as it wasn't John Tory, I think Gary Crawford just wasn't going to have the same influence. So I think he just wasn't interested. So I think you uh, and I can agree that he checked out. Yeah. So his his arrogance also made him go. There's something interesting because for some reason I don't. No, I'll, I think I'll get back to there when I when I talk about one of the candidates. Um, but yeah, so here we are. We're saddled with a by-election because two men who wanted power for all the wrong reasons decided that they were just done with it because they had enough money from it. So fuck them. 
And uh, but this is give us an opportunity to elect great representation for Scarborough Southwest. Unfortunately, of course, there's a big part of me that continues to think, oh, man, should have been me. But, <laughs> you know, if, if the fits and butts were candy and nuts, I actually don't know where that saying goes. But I assume it just means whatever, <laughs> whatever you want it to mean. All right. So the candidates that showed up. I believe there's something like 66 candidates running for it. No, that sounds like too many. Yeah, that's too many. Is it? It's maybe it's oh, like 24. Was it 24? Was it that many? Listen, I'm I'm trying to hyper warp speed looked it up, so I'm not uh taking too much time. Yes. Oh, 23 candidates. I don't know where I was thinking it was uh 66, but you were, be- you were going back to the mayoral by-election. I was I was thinking of something dumb like that, okay? <laughs> so now last year when I did it, um the candidates who showed up for this were Gary Crawford, Harthy Candevel, uh Philip Mills, it's me, you know, numero uno, uh Kevin Rupasing, and Lorenzo Bernardinetti. And uh you know what? I will say there was actually okay. When last Wednesday's uh, Scarborough All Candidates meeting was very cordial compared to we didn't have like a lot of fighting at ours, but I mean there was a lot of friction between Gary Crawford and Parthy, so um, so this was a lot tamer this time around. Okay, um, and so I'm trying to paint you a picture here. We have the candidates sitting up at the front from left to right. And I I only say it like this because that's how I recorded their votes for the section that I want to talk about. Um, from left to right, we had Corey David. Um, you and I are both aware of him. Uh I would I, I think he's a I like him a lot. He runs under the Municipal Socialist Alliance banner. Uh he and I had a, a debate on on your podcast last year. It wasn't much of a debate. It was more a very friendly conversation where we mostly agreed on everything. So you sort of understand that me and me and Corey do have a very similar belief of a lot of things. So I was very happy to see Corey there. I even I did mention to him when I was there. Again, let me also paint you a picture once again. Scarborough, the Scarborough Southwest all community are all candidates meeting. You know, that's a debate in a community center. And the kinds of people who show up to that are, I want to say, more entrenched in the neighborhood seniors. So when I was there last year, I had made a point to talk about my, you know, defund the police belief, which was very funny. I I gotta be honest, it was not the environment for that sort of uh for that sort of rhetoric for that conversation. Very specifically, I did think to myself, I was like, I need to be honest with who I am, you know, if they're going to vote for or against me, I think they should know very specifically about the kinds of things I want to push for. Uh and the reason why I bring that up is because I would say Corey was very much my proxy at this uh this debate he was very much the anti police uh positioning that again nobody asked for 
<laughs> we we really do love to i mean i think it's it's important sort of thing that you know who we are so we also had waliat khan um i'll get into him i i don't think he's like a big threat this election uh of course uh my boy is it my boy or my, which one is the one where it's like where i'm not insulting them He's your guy. He's okay. All right. Kevin Rubin saying he's my guy. Um, he was there. Next to Kevin was Suman Roy, who I also really like. And I'll I'll tell you about a conversation I had with him uh after after the debate. But uh he does uh the feed Scarborough, which he launched during COVID. All in all, Suman Roy, solid, solid dude. Uh, and I'm super glad that he's there. Uh next to him was Marzia Hoke. Uh, then Parthi Kandavel. Uh, I don't know if MD is like a doctor designation. I'm pretty sure it is. Um, but it's it's on his his name for like all of his signage and even who was there. So it's MD Abdullah Al Mamoon. Uh, again, I I think the MD is a doctor designation. I am really showing my ass here by being like I'm not sure. Uh, and the final uh, candidate who was there was Jessica Hines. Any questions so, so far, Mr. Matthew? I actually do. Where's your Where's your TDSB school trustee? I am I am very interested in blasting her. Um, oh, you, you already know. did. Let's uh, put a pin in this for a <laughs> second because I took a photo of this and now I want to read it. <clears throat> So there's a, a tweet by a guy named Bob Chandler. He's a great guy. I know Bob. I have no idea what he's talking about because I've been unplugged most of this week. Um, but he writes on, on uh, sorry, on X. Uh, CIJA fabricates a story attacking school kids. A school board employee calls out the lie. And the employee gets suspended at TDSB won't stand up for the kids in the school system. Disgusting. And then Mr. Philip over here <laughs> quote tweets and says, I'd ask what my TDSB trustee thinks of this, but she's currently on leave from her first year elected as our TDSB trustee to opportunistically run for another office. That's a, that's a very charged tweet. Who would write something like that? <laughs> This guy, this guy's okay. All right. So uh, I do appreciate this opportunity to very quickly sidestep into uh, let's trash Malika Goose territory, because in my mind, she is sort of the villain of this election in that here's here's an interesting little bit of insider knowledge that, you know, I have from talking to some candidates specifically uh, separately. Both Kevin and Parthi have said to me that they are worried about a Malika win. Now, I'll, I'll I'll bring up an article that brings that into doubt in a moment. But that I thought was very interesting that independently from each other, both of them are worried about Malika Goose. Now, I don't know why that is. I, I don't think her campaign game is very strong. 
Her social media uh, game is seems to be weak. Like I'm, I'm noticing on uh, a big shout out to my wife who is looking up uh, her Instagram account. Um, it seems like there are a lot of people who are pointing out sort of her hypocrisy. It's not a hypocrisy. It's like it's taking advantage of, you know, you ran for TDSB trustee. Uh, you say that you uh, have this experience taking care of, of advocating for kids and educators. And my main question for that is, sorry, to be clear, that's information that's on her literature. That's not something I've heard her say directly, but it's on her literature. So, I mean, you stand by that. And I just, I want to know the thing that I'd like to ask her. And I wish she was there that night because I, I, I ended up asking a question at this um, all candidates meeting. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. And I'm very proud of that question. But that was a backup question because the main question I wanted to ask was towards Malika Goose uh, about her abandoning, essentially abandoning her role as GESB trustee. The thing that I learned recently wasn't just that, you know, I'm not crazy about elected people you know, staying in their roles and running for other people. So despite the fact that during the mayoral race, I didn't really say negatively about it. Like again, I like Josh Matlow. I and he wasn't, wasn't the about... only one. And no, and he wasn't. Listen, it's funny, he wasn't the was, only one. I was gonna I was gonna mention this. I was gonna say, well, let's play devil's advocate. Because you had Josh Matlow, you had Brad Bradford. Um, I think those were the only two oh, no. in council. You were, we had one of the other ones on our show. Oh, Anthony Perusa. Yes. <laughs> oh, poor Anthony. I'm sorry. I'm so... <laughs> I forgot about Anthony. I apologize. But I mean, would that apply to them as well? So here's the thing. On the one hand, I, I didn't really make it that big of a deal towards them. And that's, I would say that does seem unfair. On the other hand, I'll give them a little bit of credit. In that, although you could tell they were distracted from their councilor duties while they were running for mayor, at least they were still showing up for council meetings and they were still showing up for that work. Um, uh, maybe not Brad Bradford, but listen, I I'll drag the man, and he uh, and a lot of the stuff he was doing in council was grandstanding specifically for video caps for his mayoral run, but he was in council. Fuck that guy. Uh, I shouldn't need to give him a compliment, but I, I'll defend him in that moment. He's your boy. Mal oh, no. No, don't. Don't land me with that. Don't land me with... I know. We we we, we know where we land on the boy thing. <laughs> but Malika Goose, again, we are just passing the year anniversary of her being elected to that role for the first time. So that would be about 25% of her mandated term, she's on a leave of absence. So at the moment, Scarborough Southwest has no represent, well, sorry, no municipal representation. So we don't have a TDSB trustee because she's on leave. Um, our, our city councilor up and left. So we are flying blind in, in our ward, which is, I think, ridiculous. But you do have one hell of an MPP, am I right? Huh. Dolly Begum, she's she's all right. I've heard good things. I've heard good things. <laughs> I had a good I had a good chat with her about uh it's you know we've we've spent a lot of time talking about the very um very ongoing conflict, but 
Yeah, me and Dolly had a conversation about that. All right, so let's, uh, I think the time is right. Uh, unless you have anything else that you want to add before you get to the question that you asked. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. I am definitely not there yet because um, I'm going to, the one oh, you made section... notes. Y- y- yes, Matthew, I know this is insane. It's very <laughs> much it's, not my usually, thing. Usually it's me that makes notes. I was going to make more. This is very kind of. There I could is get once, on board. I could get on board with a Philip like that does this. I I do need to definitely inspire myself more to uh, more properly get around to to writing notes like this. Um, but this was a section of the debate which was kind of like a lightning round, yes no, and I thought it provided some interesting results. So I remember even the night of. I was thinking I needed to write down these these votes for a conversation because I thought they did bring. There was a whole conversational segment, the first part of the debate. And I think these lightning round answers brought more insight into their positions. So that's why I'll focus on that stuff. I, to be honest, I think I just found it more interesting to be in the environment uh, when they were doing the more conversational stuff. But the lightning round was very surprising. So again, um, left to right, uh, it was Corey, Waliat, Kevin, Suman, Marzia, Parthi, Abdullah, and Jessica. So the first lightning round question they asked was, do you support term limits? Now, and this is, I'd say this is interesting because I don't know if you're aware, Matthew, but I did support term limits while I was running. Absolutely, I support term limits. I support them on all three levels. Um, I just think that it's better because when a politician doesn't have to answer to the checks and balances and doesn't have a, a, a um, I guess, a clock to worry about the clock, the time running down, that's when they're most, can I say that's when they're most dangerous? That probably doesn't apply to, some politicians, but it does apply to, unfortunately, the majority. I do. The thing is, the way I see it without term limits, I do feel like they spend most of their job just working at reelected. Yes. Don't want to rock the boat too much. So in that case, that was a fairly universal support, which I do find so. I, I found it surprising from Kevin because I do remember he and I had a conversation where I brought up the the idea of term limits and he was saying that he more supported su- well, supported <laughs> supported um oh electoral reform so like changing how we vote and and that that was interesting because I didn't think it was one or the other and I guess ultimately Kevin agrees with me it's not one or the other. The only person who voted against the the term limits thing is Corey, surprisingly. That's interesting. It is interesting. I can't remember Um, what his... I can't remember if that topic came up or what his position was last year. I don't don't think we brought it up. And I'm I'm almost... Here's the thing. It's going to be very easy for me to justify some of the bad votes uh, based on the fact that I like them. So in this instance, I'm like, oh, Corey, I think this is a bad vote. I'm sure in his mind, it's if you have a great counselor who's doing the work that you want, uh, you want to keep them going. Now, again, I still I still think we should have term limits. I'm just 
I'm I'm trying to fill that silent void for the people I like, which I shouldn't do, which I should not do. Everyone keep that in mind. I should not <laughs> do that. Okay. Now, uh, this was more of a city, a city-wide question, but would obviously fit into Scarborough specifically or partially. It support um the mayor's push for a hundred kilometers of dedicated cycle lanes, including into Scarborough. Now, this one was more interesting. Um, three people said no, and. So Marzia Hoke, I haven't talked too much about her. Oh, sorry, it's a, it's a vast depth of dryness in here. Marzia, I feel like she comes off as very business principles. She doesn't want to raise um city taxes for anyone, so I feel like her opposition to this is more like. I don't think they should be spending the capital funds for this sort of stuff. So I think I understand where Marcia is coming from, is what I'm trying to say. Uh, but the other two were more interesting. It was Suman and Parthi, who said they don't support the push. Um, for... Now, here's the thing. Suman did clarify his position. Which we, are, was... we still, are we still on? We're still on therm limits, right? No, this is a... Uh... Cycle lanes. I oh, I'm sorry. Nope, it's all good. Keep Listen, going. I know. We we get the jumbled. Um. So Suman's whole thing is, he wants there to be. It's not no hard stop. It's no. There needs to be proper consultation. Like so, he he brings that up later, and that's. I feel like that's a safe position to have. In my mind, that just sounds like opposition with more steps. Can I interrupt for a second? Because I actually, you know, I support bike lanes. Don't get me wrong. However, the more I drive downtown, and this is just a, a personal thing that I'm seeing, okay? If you have bike lanes, which a lot of streets have bike lanes on both sides, there's absolutely no parking on the, uh, well, at least on the main streets. And that's bad for delivery drivers such as myself because the loading dock is not always available or it's full or you have to wait. Um, and if there's no parking and there's no and there's bike lanes on both sides, then you're literally down to one lane one way and one lane the other way. And it's unsafe. And I'll tell you that. I'll tell you why. I've seen. Like when I was a kid, like I don't really remember much because I mean, my mom never had a car, so I didn't. I, here, here they go dropping again. The the headphones don't want to stay on because I'm wearing a hat. Um, yeah. So I don't know where I was going with that, but um, it's unsafe because uh, roads now are supposed to have left turn. Uh, uh, lanes you're supposed to individualize them but if we're down to one lane one way and one lane the other way there's really not room for left turn lanes which means you're going to have idiots mostly uh, Audis, Lexus uh, Mercedes 
Oh, going after the luxury cars. BMW, come for me. I'm I'm prepared. Oh, and and I've noticed Volkswagen drivers are getting erratic as well. Come for me (laughs) if you don't believe me. Listen, I like this. It's like a weather forecast, but for driver behavior. Right? So, for example, let's say you're coming up to an intersection. The car in front of you is waiting to turn left. You have bike lanes right next to you, which most bike lanes, a lot, some of them have barriers, but most don't. So the car behind the one who wants to turn is going to cut out in front of the bike lane and go around the, the, the car that's turning. I've seen it. I've seen it hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times. It's what happens, especially with all these roads under construction anywhere in the city. That is what happens. Yes, it's illegal, but it happens. And what happens if there's a bike going by at that time? And there's a, as a driver, I know I have blind spots. Do I check them all the time? I check them as much, as much as I can. But there's always that little small room for error. And I'm a good driver. So all the luxury car shit drivers, they probably don't check. Because, and I'll say this publicly, you've heard me say this, I have no problem doing it. Their cars are worth so much money, they think, oh, no one's going to want to hit me. So they're just going to give me the road. That is the attitude of someone who drives, not Tesla. I think Teslas, even though they are expensive cars, Tesla drivers are responsible. I've never very been very interesting. Cut- very interesting. I've never been cut off by a Tesla before. This is this is some interesting data. So that's my problem with oh, you got an emergency truck behind you. <laughs> I just went by. Oh um, yeah. That's my that's my problem with bike lanes everywhere. As a delivery driver, I have nowhere to park. And then two is is the concern I just I just told you. I'd love to get your thoughts and then we'll get back to uh I'm sorry, that was kind of like a no, sidebar, no, no. but I mean we haven't really I, I think we've been focused. There's been a lot of stuff going on, you know, mayor election and war. then con yeah, war. <laughs> yeah. Sort of feels like bike lanes aren't it's Aren't a low, the low, it's low man on the totem pole. Yeah, very much so. I mean, sorry, listen. Robert. <laughs> I I think Robert would agree that war is sort of a bigger deal than bike lanes. I think <laughs> I think I think that's okay to say. Um, Shout out to Robert. He's a he's a biking guy. He fights for the lanes. He's a good dude. So if you're listening, what's up, buddy? A true municipal, which yes. is something we want to get back to after we're we're done the Scarborough Southwest bit, just quickly. <laughs> um, the first point that you've made, the lack of kind of parking for delivery, I think is a legitimate concern. When that I the say, city... and, sorry, let me just clarify. When I say parking for deliveries, I'm talking about in and out deliveries. I'm not talking about. The fucking truck being there all day. Oh, I okay, okay, I hear what because, you're saying. Okay, because that's even okay. Yeah, yeah. There's another point I want to make. Uh, just a side part. There are quote unquote loading zones all over the city. There's someone king, but the problem with the loading zones as a delivery driver, there are regular cars that park in the loading zone. I don't know why you're there. Here's here's a problem, and I this really goes into my what I want to say about your second point. 
is it's the shared response. The problem is it's for everything to go right. Everyone sort of has to follow the rules. Everyone. Uh, individual motorists, you know, cyclists, uh, as you said, uh, people who can't actually park in those loading zones. Again, they're being taken up by cars. It's, I feel like it's people taking advantage of a lack of enforcement by our, and I, 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 I believe our Toronto police are doing a very lackadaisical approach when it comes to enforcement for, uh, you know, vehicle stuff. <laughs> I, I feel like that's a very silly way to phrase it to say vehicle stuff, but hopefully you know what I mean. Um, but yeah, I, I think the lack of a quick stop spot is a real, that's a real concern. Uh, the second thing, again, the second thing is people are just not, they're not very good about being responsible for their own actions, if that makes sense. It's like, I feel like everyone's like, oh, everyone else is acting like a dumb fuck, so I can act like a dumb fuck too. And um, so that's the thing. It's hard for me to say that bike la- or cycle lanes are bad because there's some bad behavior that'll come up from it because everything okay, how about will this? produce some sort of bad behavior. How about this? Would you agree that not every road needs a bike lane? Would you at least agree on, on that uh, uh, one little tidbit? I think that's fair. Um, But I, I also think in that regard then we should simply, this is this is my weird sort of side thing, and people do it anyways, and the police sort of let it happen anyways, so this isn't this isn't like a huge, huge concern. But if if we're not going to have bike lanes everywhere, then we do need to destigmatize people cycling on sidewalks. And I say that only because cycling on the road next to cars is fucking terrifying. I don't know if you're aware of this. Oh, but I am. Like, oh, and another point I want to make. Sorry. <laughs> and I, I see this. I don't see it often, but I do see it more as I drive downtown more. I've seen cyclists. They'll They'll start in the bike lane. And then if they have to, they'll use the, the, the crosswalk or not the crosswalk, the light, they'll cross at the light and then they'll bike on the sidewalk. They're all over the place. Can you imagine if a car was stopped at a light and used the cross, use the, 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 I don't know, the fucking, what do you call it? You don't call it crosswalk, whatever. Use that to, and then, and then continue driving on the sidewalk that person would be arrested <laughs> if Matthew if... because listen there's a we we can't treat bikes and cars the same I'm just saying <laughs> perhaps if if we want to go full-fledged with this biking because that shit costs money to build the money's got to come from somewhere I, I would push honestly for licensing for bikes i do disagree now that's fine i i hey listen i didn't say hey listen i didn't say i disagree go fuck yourself (laughs) (laughs) why do you disagree um i just think you know a big part of it in my mind is we and a lot of people might misinterpret this as me saying we need to get rid of cars and it's not that we need to get rid of cars, but, you know... Oh, I, want... I'll, I'll say that. There's too many fucking cars on the road. But a oh, lot okay. of that is Uber. 
Ooh, actually, well, that'll we'll get to an interesting conversation okay. later. And again, I'll I'll hopefully try to rush through this. Sounds a little like this bit. is all going to be municipal. Municipal. No, no. I listen. I think. Listen. I can. We can get through the rest of this a little bit faster. Um, Sorry. Why do oh, you disagree with what I said? Okay. We want to encourage people to move away from cars for like lesser trips. Cycling is good exercise. It's good for the environment. It's and I'm just cold. saying, it's and I'm just saying, cold. oh, listen, you're not, <laughs> I'm not going to push you back on that. Let's I'm, I'm not going to cycle in the winter. I am not one of those people. Uh, I mean, I also don't own a car. So my regular motor transportation is a TTC. So this isn't, I'm not, Oh my God. Like I hate the winter just full stop. I, I hate the feeling of cold. You know, people say when you're hot, you can only take off so many layers, but when you're cold, you can put on infinite layers. That's absolutely not true. And the feeling of cold is so much worse than the feeling of hot. I will preach about this for 17 hours. If you let me, um, I hate the cold. Fuck the cold. Um, (laughs) There are people who bike in the winter. <laughs> it's true. It's, it's not me. Listen, it is. You're not that guy. Then I'm not that guy. I am sorry to say. Sorry. Get, let's get back I to just, your notes. My, we got about five minutes left. Well, before my main point being, um, ultimately, I don't think we need to discourage people from using cycling as an alternative to driving. And at the same time, bad behavior from cyclists has a far less capacity for danger to others than bad behavior drivers. That's that's my big sort of deal. Mm, I don't know that I fully agree, but I, I see where you're coming from. Solid. We got it. We got a disagreement on the show. Yes. I mean, I know we're not always on the same page, but it's it's fun. Ooh, okay. So this one is is fairly universal and also very specific to Scarborough. So I don't need to focus too much time on it. So last year while I was running and this year now, there's a community advocate named, uh, I believe his name is Meech or Michi. He's a great guy. I've enjoyed talking to him. In fact, sorry, I, I thought I would be quicker on this, but I, I keep getting distracted with side stories. But I love this side one. So he stopped me at this, at the this meeting. Um, and I didn't think he'd recognize me. I, I thought he, cause he did. He's like, Hey, why, why didn't you run this year? And, and that's not important, but he was like, you are my son's favorite candidate. And that filled me with so much joy. His son is nine years old. He couldn't vote for me anyways. It's irrelevant. I loved hearing that anyways. Uh, Meech or Michi, I apologize. He he's taken candidates consistently on this trail it's right by warden station and so i've i've been on it i know exactly where it is it's a nice little thing uh i would support it too this was a a universal yes vote so i imagine uh that community advocate has reached all of the candidates because yep we we, i heard from him too so and yeah that's a good thing to support very easy to support in fact i I think it blows me away that it's not yet completed because they've been going on about it for so long um, the only thing I have to offer there is I drive by Warden Station. <laughs> I'm sorry. I drive everywhere. You know, I can't help it. That's fair. Um, oh, okay. So this is 
I got one that I feel like will will be a little bit of a conversation. So I'll I'll skip to licensed rooming houses, which was fairly universally accepted except for Waliat Khan. And I, I, I feel like he's a very kind of almost libertarian kind of view in that regard. Uh, so less in my mind, less government intervention is probably what he's aiming for. But everyone else agreed that it was a good whoa, idea. Whoa, 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 whoa. Pump the what? brakes. What? You by libertarian, do you mean liberal? No. I mean like when I mean when I say libertarian, I mean less government intervention. That's that's all I mean. Cause when you say libertarian, I think liberal and justin trudeau and he is no 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 no. he is the antithesis of of no 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 libertarian is my understanding of libertarian is just less government involvement okay i don't have to take you to task then (laughs) no uh yeah so that's that's what i think that is um oh no, no, I want to get to that stuff. Ooh, so a question about is road congestion in Scarborough uh, a problem? That was universally agreed upon. I think we all agree. We're all like... Well, it depends on where you drive. Oh, I don't know, Matthew. It's um very rarely, but occasionally, my dad will have some like work being done downtown, like medical work or whatever. And so there are occasions where he's downtown... So he wants to give me a ride home. I appreciate it. I always take him up on his offer. It takes longer. Sometimes it takes longer to get home driving than it does taking the TTC from from where I work downtown to where I live in Scarborough. Wow. It's insane. And we're going to continue this when we come back on the other side. And we're back, and we're going to continue with this all-candidates meeting. I'm eager to hear more. Maybe we can uh, uh, bust it up a little bit. We'll see. Uh, I'll see what All I right. can. Uh, I'll see uh, what I can add to it. Go ahead, Philip. I'm gonna. I'm gonna try to rush through this because I honestly didn't think that. I mean, I'm. No, I, I did say. Like I, did I say that I thought this lightning round brought up a lot of interesting conversation, which I think it has. Uh, and I'm just surprised. I thought it would be faster, but no, this is. Oh, you're talking about stuff. you're talking about that particular portion or our podcast? Because we said we were going <laughs> to. Yeah, this we, is this is just the lightning round portion. We said we were going to discuss this long form, which is what we're doing. Oh, yeah. OK, wait. OK, a quick side pause for something that I think is a little funny. So uh, Matthew earlier this week had texted me. Uh. And he had said, can you believe that someone is is ripping off our brand? And it's it's a couple of a couple of ladies from Alberta who have made a YouTube channel called the Municipals. But whatever little town it's from, one of them's the mayor. No, I think that was like their guest. Right. Or was that one of them who was there? I think it's one of them. Oh, no. You know, <laughs> whoops, because I was, you know. I was thinking it'd be very funny if we got in contact with them and we're like, all right, regional municipals. But we, we, I mean, we don't have to. We don't have to do any of that. We can say, hey, we were using the name first. Yeah. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. This is ours. (laughs) Okay. 
Now, this one, um, I think this is more of an interesting thought for you, Matt, because you do drive and I don't. So I think this is more relevant for you. Uh, this question was about reducing speed limits on arterials. And this is actually a very mixed bag. Uh, so Kevin, Kevin said yes. Kevin Rupesing said yes to reducing speed limits on arterials. Uh, Jessica Hines said yes, and Marzia Hoke said yes. Everybody else said no to reducing speed limits. Uh, For our listeners, can you define what arterial means? You know, I... I oh, my God. We're talking about Perhaps, main roads. We're talking about main that's, roads. That's what I assumed, yeah. I, I assumed that's what arterial road meant, but... It means artery. It means a main road. Oh, okay. So, yeah. So, we're correct. So, Matthew... And if we're not correct... Anyone is welcome to correct us. Go on. Okay, fair enough. So, Matthew, <laughs> as, uh, you know, the 50% part of this duo that drives, um, what do you think? I would, I would probably disagree. Because, I, and I'll tell you why. It's not because I'm insane and I want to go as fast as I want. No, absolutely <laughs> not. I respect whatever speed limit I'm on, for the most part. Yeah. The, the the problem is is that you you are only responsible you are only in control of the car in which you're driving you are not responsible for every other nut that's on the road some of them drive slow some of them drive really really fast and you know so but I would be I would be against it because we already have enough delays. There are way too many cars on the fucking road because of Uber, because of Lyft, because of Uber Eats, delivery drivers that actually work for their own companies like Pizza Pizza and stuff like that. There are too many cars. Voyal is another one. Too many cars on the fucking road. I'll say that as a driver. I have actually, no problem saying that. Matthew, I'm very happy that you have such a strong position on that because there's another section where they're asked about the city's uh, very recent cap on ride shares, like Ubers and is it just Ubers? Did, did, did that did that actually go through or is it something they're just talking about? That's you know, what, that's a good point, because I thought it was just something they were talking about. But so. <laughs> all right, uh, everyone. Excuse our ignorance. I am just going to continue talking about this as if it's a theoretical thing instead of if it happened already. Let us know if it happened already. I'm just I'm going to talk about it as if you're going to you're going to show your whole ass. I'm going to continue to show my whole ass. When have I ever stopped showing my whole ass? <laughs> you know, just turn around, drop trow, the whole shebang. Um, <laughs> but um, when when asked to the group about the ride share, uh, the ride share cap. Universally, everyone said, yeah, they supported it, which I actually thought was kind of surprising. Um, but I kind of feel like it goes along with what you were saying, Matthew, about um, there's too many cars on the road. Well, and if you add construction to that, it's ridiculous. And 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 uh, you know what? I've been harping on this since last year. Construction companies, they they if I'm wrong, tell me I'm wrong. But I, I don't think I am in they are the ones that um, they take away lanes. 
So yeah. it ends yeah, up yeah. being one lane one way, one lane the other way, because they have to block off even just part of a lane or half of a lane for their for the equipment or for their supplies. And I, I don't know, you know, I, some people think it's a big joke, but I don't know if somebody's playing with the lights, but it seems to be, it seems to me whenever whenever you're going through a construction zone, like for example, up here they're building the the Finch LRT. It seems to me that the light goes by quicker when it should be longer because it's <laughs> one lane one way and one lane the other way. I don't get it. Anyways, uh, sorry. Actually, so I fundamentally agree with everything you're saying. You know, like I, I think there is something about a lack of planning that's going on with all the construction going on in the city. It really does seem like planning is sort of secondary to. Well, I mean, that's probably something Chow hasn't gotten to yet. You got to remember. Tori was like, well, okay, well, you guys figure it out. I- I'm just going to be up here in my ivory tower. <laughs> that man loved to do nothing. <laughs> he, he specialized in it, Philip. Oh, my God. He's our he's our lazy queen. We stand. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Sorry, continue. Now, so, you know, I'll... I'm gonna I'm gonna go to my last three points because I I do feel like I mean it's it's stuff we've talked about before, um, but it's it's now it's it's coming up in this conversation. So, um, and this is actually it's a, I want to say it's an interesting twofer here because you might think that they're um, misaligned, but it's it's very interesting. So the the two points being, um, would you support reallocating police funds to other services. And as you know, I, I support a, that. That's a nice way of saying defund the police. Isn't that correct? Well, yeah, that is 100% a nice way to say defund the police. Okay, continue. And so as you know, I am pro that. And as no surprise, my buddy Corey David is pro that. Maybe more surprising, uh, Waliet Khan supported that. Kevin said yes. Suman said yes. And then Marzia, Parthi, and um and Abdullah all said no. And then Jessica Hines uh refrained from voting, which I thought was very, very interesting. Yes, me too. You know, I'll say this. Um I don't know that there is quite the the appetite to um go along with the defund the police rhetoric as there may have once been. I understand. And, and maybe that has to do with no more John Tory. Uh, as far as I know, no more encampments have been torn down. Correct me if I'm wrong. I I actually think you are correct. Like, I, I feel like there's no, I think you're right. So there's that. Um, but I sorry I did I I just I didn't want to miss saying that point but please continue. So but what's interesting is it goes into the second question which you would think would have the people who said um you'd think the people who said yes here would also say yes here. But that's not the case. The next question is do you believe there are enough police officers in our ward? So Matthew I think this will this might surprise you about me. 
Uh, I'm very strongly defund the police, as as you're aware. My the the one part of the police budget that to me personally offends me the least are the salaries of police officers. That offends and me I, very much. Well, and I, I say that because I want humans getting paid. You know what I mean? Like people to have jobs, and I don't like I don't like policing. But if that money should go to somewhere, it should go to people working. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. But to piggyback off what you're saying, I would agree. I don't think there's enough police officers. And the reason that the budget is so out of whack is because of the overtime. Again, we've, we've been harping on this. So I don't want to spend too much time on it. But if you cut out the overtime, you have more money. And you cut out the mounted unit, let's be honest, let's retire that. Then you can use that money to hire more police officers while keeping everybody on a whatever it is. If it's a 40, a leaner budget, a a leaner budget. Yeah, a 40 or 60 hour work week, whatever it is that that is the regular before overtime kicks in. Let's keep it there for every officer. There's no need for overtime. Have you seen some of the articles about uh, police officers moonlighting as store security? As long as the Toronto police is not paying for it, I- I'm all for it. All the, the 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 pay duty officer, all that bullshit should be paid for by the company that is hiring them. And they shouldn't be getting double paid by the Toronto police and the, and the, the company. We used to have. I can say this now because I don't fucking work for them anymore. (laughs) But when I was a security guard at Cadillac Fairview, there were some times where we had events like maybe the Blue Jays were playing or or the Jonas Brothers were were playing at the Sky Dome, which, as you know, Simcoe Place is right right next to the Sky Dome. So our parking lot would be inundated. Sometimes we would hire an off duty police officer to stand at the top of the ramp to direct traffic both uh, in and out and on this, uh, like, so that the street, uh, you know, so there wouldn't be any accidents. And this is very common. I see it being done actually by actual security guards at different buildings. But at this particular one, I don't know if they do it anymore. I have no idea because I'm not a security guard anymore. I haven't been in longer than I was a security guard. (laughs) I have over 10 years. But anyway, yeah, we used to hire. So, I remember very clearly um, he used to get an envelope of I seen one time he got an envelope of cash from uh, the, the the parking security guard guy. And but he was in uniform, so he was getting paid by Toronto police as well. Interesting. And that's bullshit. It shouldn't happen. Um One or the other, not both. If you're getting paid by Toronto police, you shouldn't get pay duty uh, uh, money. If you're getting paid duty money, you shouldn't be getting paid by Toronto police. It's just my personal opinion. And I don't know that it's happening anywhere right now, but if it is, it should be stopped. I like, you know, an interesting thing you brought up about um, security guards doing traffic control, because I have got a very interesting story with myself, my very first security guard shift at a, a construction site led by Cressford. Oh, we need to sidebar um, this. Let's do a sidebar and go ahead. Oh, should I? Oh, see, because I was going to stop myself and not get too into it. But um, 
so very early on in my security guard career, um, and I was more naive and I wasn't quite sure what to do. Um, I was on a construction site on, it was on Young Street. I can't remember what station it was. Um, it was north of Young and Bloor. Uh, and I believe it was Crestford was the construction company. And I remember I had come in onto my shift. And so I would start by patrolling this huge building. And at one point they found me and they were like, where'd you go? We couldn't find you. We needed you to um, do traffic control for these trucks. I need you to understand something. What I understood was the person who I relieved from my security company, who I was switching shifts with, he had training and a license for traffic control. And that's why he got a he got paid more because he was licensed. I was not licensed. And I told these guys, I was like, I can't do that because I'm not licensed. So they said, you know, oh, okay. All right. Well, you know, you do your thing then. Now, it it occur it didn't occur to me in the moment when it happened, but I'm I'm fairly confident that they got me fired off that site because uh the next day I arrived and there's a security guard waiting for me. It was like, you know, go home, send an email to our supervisor, tell him exactly what happened during your shift. And keep in mind, I didn't do anything. I was just a security guard. I was just here. So apparently I was accused of peering into another building and like uh, creeping at someone. And so they removed me from the site. And it took me a while to realize I was like, oh, that was them getting rid of me so that they could get another security guard again for cheap. For who probably isn't licensed. They probably didn't say to my security company, hey, you need to send someone licensed to do that shift. If that was the case, they could have gotten rid of me normally instead of bringing up something like a false accusation to get rid of me. Um, but yeah, that is, that's my anti-Cressford story. Fuck those people. Fuck them. <laughs> All right, sorry. Go on with your uh, with your lightning round. Yeah, my very, very long-winded right lightning round. <laughs> um, so the enough police officers vote. So Corey, now Corey said yes, as in there's enough, but what he meant was there's too many. Again, I understand Corey's position. Um, I understand him. Well, yet Khan also agreed that there was enough police officers. And again, as I as I said earlier, I do believe this is sort of a, a libertarian position. Can of... I just interrupt you for one second? Yeah. Um, I don't know if you gave your opinion. You gave your opinion on the, uh, um, the uh, defund the police, but I think it would be great if when you're done reading this exact one, you give your own opinion as well. Because oh, if we have enough police officers, yes, we save that save yours for for the end. Read everyone else's. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. So other than those two, and once again, like with the last question, Jessica Hines also declined to answer for whatever reason. Very weird. But um, I'm going to interrupt you one said, more time. Yes. I apologize, Jessica Hines. Is she is she a parachute candidate? What's that? Is she a parachute candidate? She is. I was going to talk about that, but uh, okay. yes, because I got to just on those two questions. It seems like she doesn't know a lot about the ward, which gives me parachute vibes. Oh, and she 100 percent is um, in my conversation about who I would and would not vote for. In fact, uh, I was that's going to be the name that... of this episode. Parachute vibes. 
Yeah, that is good. Yeah, but you're actually, yeah, Matthew, I didn't even mention it. And I was going to mention it. You are 100% correct. Jessica Hines is a parachute candidate, 100%. Now, there's quite a few people who are trying to take advantage of this open seat. So I am going to hold her to task for it. I'm not happy about it. I don't think you should parachute into wards you don't live in that you don't when have When we covered the list, did we cover whether they're a parachute candidate or not? I don't think we did. Okay, we'll... we'll just run through it real quick but i i want you to finish this because um you 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 took the notes and i'm i'm proud of that <laughs> so i want you to be able to finish go ahead uh yeah so other than the things i said everyone else said no as in they're all saying we need more police officers now your opinion my opinion is now i said to you the least offensive part of the police budget to me is the human salaries. I I'm still I'm still fundamentally opposed to the police. So I'm not crazy about I don't think we need more. I think they just need to be better utilized. But um yeah, I would be on the Corey David uh Wellyette Khan specter of this question. I guess we'll have to disagree, but that's okay. Now, and this last one, the thing is, okay, we've we've talked about um, supervised injection sites. Yes, we have. So, I do feel like here's the thing. I, it makes in my mind, it does make more sense for them to be downtown just on the basis of where people will congregate. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, fundamentally, as as you know, I think supervised injection sites are good. I understand where there's some potential problems, but I fundamentally, I believe they are good. But that's not, I, I don't even, I don't believe that that's a universal agreement. And I no, it's not right. So um, that is that is actually one of the things you and I disagree on. But yes, but that's so, OK. Uh, Corey David said yes to bringing one. Kevin <laughs> Rupesing said yes to bring. Sorry, one. sorry. One more. Are, are we talking about bringing it to Scarborough Southwest or bringing bring it, it to Scarborough general? Southwest? Okay. Bring it to Scarborough Southwest. OK, so Corey said yes. Kevin, I almost sort of surprisingly, he says yes. Jessica Hines says yes. And with and everyone else said no. And this is this is one of those I'm not gonna condemn the people who said the opposite of what I think here, because I, I think there is a lot of baggage to this topic. I I just I just want to say my ultimate point is I do agree with the people who do want to bring it. But I am not. I got I'm another not blind question. To the opposition. I apologize for cutting in again. Do we know? Did she declare what ward she lives in? Jessica Hines. Jessica Hines. Um, to be honest, I cannot remember. I'm is sure it, somewhere in the at least, she says it. Is it at least in Scarborough? I think she is in Scarborough. I just I cannot remember. Okay. I'm just. But curious. you are you I'm are correct curious. to be. <laughs> to be embarrassed by 
No, you were. I mean, you nailed it. She is a parachute candidate, and uh, I'm telling you, I'm I'm not crazy to support her. Um, I'm gonna say that's it for my my lightning round segment. Uh, now, what about your question you asked? Come on, let's hear it. Oh yeah, yeah. So, well, all right. First of all, Phil messed up and didn't introduce himself as <laughs> the municipals. Well, I, you know, I'll give you a little moment. A uh, little peek into my brain here. The reason why I didn't introduce myself is in my mind, the thing I'd introduce myself in that forum was as was, you know, former municipal candidate. And I didn't want to, I didn't want to center myself as if it was like I was grabbing that attention in this forum. It's like, oh yeah, hey, we're doing candidates. By the way, that used to be me. Like, I didn't want to do that. And so instead of opting to just say, my name is Philip Mills, I opted to just jump right into my question. So uh, that's that's your peek into my brain, Matthew. What was your question? So the question I had was a big, and I mean, I'm almost phrasing it like I did during the thing, but a big part of the uh, the conversation of the all candidates meeting was about affordability. But every time we talk about affordability in this context, we're talking about people who have homes, who are comfortably housed. And it's it's the conversation is more people have less money. It's not really the conversation is that people have no money. It's people have less money. So my question was, you know, we center this conversation around people who are comfortably housed. But how will, and my question was directed at them as candidates, how will you as city councilor support the unhoused all throughout the city of Toronto, but very specifically also in Scarborough Southwest. And how was your question received? Um, now, actually, so <laughs> that this is the rare instance of me pseudo hyping myself up. Um, and I know this isn't quite what you meant by received as in like, how did they respond? But so many people came up to me afterwards and was like, that was a great question. You know what? Thank you for asking that. And I really appreciated that, uh, especially when it was a couple of Kevin volunteers who who came up and said that to me. And I, and I told them, I was like, that was my backup question. <laughs> I wanted to talk about Malika Goose. <laughs> and I, I really, every time I talk about her, I will really emphasize the goose. I don't know why, because I find it very funny. But um. Now, at that point of the night, uh, the, you know, Q&A section, it was, you know, we were running to the end of the night, so we could only ask specific candidates. I really would have wanted every candidate to answer, uh, but I picked um, Suman to answer. And I'll tell you, I mean, I'll, I'll tell you a bit about Suman in a moment, but I mean, he did seem eager to, to answer it. He kind of popped his head out as I was asking and I was like, all right, well, I got to get from my my man Tuman. And then uh, I didn't I wanted to ask Kevin, to be honest, I wanted to throw that to him, but I didn't want to appear too obvious. So I asked Suman and I asked Jessica Hines. But here's here's the embarrassing part of me talking about my question, Matthew. I didn't take notes on how they responded to my question. I was so excited that I I was up there at the mic. I asked the question. My voice wasn't shaky. I got through it. I felt very confident in myself. I even said to Matthew, I was like, 
I credit that entirely to us doing the show that I had the courage to kind of like ask this question off the cuff. Um, that I I was so pleased with myself. I didn't even listen to what they had to say, which is terrible for me to say. But you're killing it, so don't worry about it. <sighs> and uh, and I guess that brings a close to. Actually, wait, sorry. Quick point. I I do remember Suman Roy was talking about modular housing, so he did actually answer the question very well. I just wanted to myself. <laughs> um, and that brings a, a close to it. Um, so I just want to let people know that uh, as, as you know, because we've talked about this before, you know, I was in a situation where I've had to look for an apartment and I was really, really worried where I was going to land. You know, forget staying in ward one what if what if i couldn't even land a place in toronto toronto's the only council that i want to run for and i was really really worried and myself i've probably inquired to at least a thousand apartments i've probably seen physically went and seen or have seen a video of at least 200 apartments and it was not happening for me. It got down. <laughs> uh, I can't remember what podcaster said this. I think it was Jim Cornette. So if that was him, thank you. If it wasn't, it was someone else. Thank you. But it got down to what they refer to as nut cutting time. <laughs> and we actually got a place. So and lucky enough, I'll be staying in Ward 1, which means... I'm still on schedule and on track in 2026 to run for Ward 1 Toronto City Council. And I am overjoyed yeah. about that. Hell yeah. Side thought. Now, because that's very exciting because uh, so that's your intentions. Feel very strongly about my intentions for 26. This is just a side thought. You know who should run in Ward 2? Jennifer Alexander. Oh yeah, okay. I. Who were you yeah. gonna say? I was gonna say Jennifer Alexander. I was I was gonna say friend of the podcast, uh, honorary municipal Jennifer Alexander should run for Ward Two. So Create, creator of the Etobicoke Voice. Yeah, so we're on the same page here. Like I, that's all I wanted to say. I didn't have any deeper thoughts. I was just like, she she should do that. What about, <laughs> what about your boy, Holiday? Well, that's. That's who we're trying to get rid of. Yeah, your boy. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, listen, maybe I'll get myself all tummy up with him. I'll hang out with him. I'll make sure to get him all Lucy on the drink. I'll record <laughs> him saying something scandalous. It'll be a scandal. We'll get rid of him. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Everyone, we, we got a plan. Foolproof. It's this called is blackmail. The, this it is never the, stops. It always works. This is the parody part of the oh, yeah. <laughs> in minecraft in minecraft parody parody satire <laughs> um <laughs> all right well um we are going i just want to mention this real quick because it popped up so they're getting ready to do the 2024 toronto city budget uh so uh i'm gonna read it off the off the website it says here from November 1st to the 30th, so we're already in it, 
<laughs> you are invited to join Mayor Olivia Chow, Councillor Shelley Carroll from Don Valley North, uh, Chair of the Budget Committee, members of Council, and other Torontonians to share your ideas about the city's 2024 budget and Toronto's at virtual and in-person consultations and through an online survey and tool. Learn the city's budget basics, including key budget terms and how the budget is approved. And uh, you can uh, you can join the conversation online. You can register for an in-person or online meeting. Uh, so how it works, it, the, the budget process, when the November consultations conclude, Toronto residents will have additional opportunities to engage in the 2024 budget process online and in person, write to members of the budget committee, local councillor and members of council, attend a local councillor's budget town hall and speak to members of the budget committee January 22nd and 23rd of 2024. Um, yeah, so November 1st to 30th, provide feedback online and or at one of the virtual or in-person consultations. January 10th to the 26th of 2024, the city's budget committee will hear a staff presentation as well as the results of the consultations, input from residents and businesses, and make rec recommendations to Mayor Chow for the mayor's budget. By February 1st, 2024, the mayor will present the budget to city council and council will consider the mayor's budget within 30 days. February 14th, 2024, city council will consider the 2024 budget. I definitely do want to, I'm hoping that I can find the time to participate in one of those. Me too. Me too. And then, you know, there is one other, couple other things. I just want your quick thoughts. I think uh, I think we're almost done here. Um, Evan Sambasivam, he ran in 2022. He lost. Ward 18, I believe. He lost. No, Ward 8. One of them. He lost. That's the important part. Sorry, bro, <laughs> but you lost. I like uh, him, though. But he, he, sent out a, he sent out a tweet that sang, Bonnie Crombie is just a brand reset for Ford Nation. Like many... I joined the Ontario Liberal Party to address the hashtag housing crisis and uh, hashtag housing crisis end chronic homelessness and reduce poverty. Supporting a Bonnie led party would mean giving up on my values. I'm not sure that's a cost I can endure. I'd love to get your thoughts real quickly. You are the 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 lefty in the room. I'd love to get your thoughts just quickly on this. And then I have one other thing that we could end with uh, that's uh, U.S. based. But go All on. right. Let's go quick. Um, I like Evan. I, I think he's 100% correct here. Uh, in fact, the only reason I, I sort of regret it now. It occurs to me that I, I regret it now because I don't think there's a, a, a form the Ontario Liberals could take that would make me go, oh, I'm going to vote for the Ontario Provincial Liberal Party. I don't think there's a form they could take. For whatever stupid reason, I decided to sign up for the Ontario Liberal Party specifically to vote against Bonnie Crombie as the leader of the Ontario Liberals. I think she's made enough uh, commentary gaffes that lets you know where she stands on a lot of issues that I just disagree with. But, like, it occurs to me, 
am I am I really going to waste my time voting for a leader that I know in a general election I'm not going to vote for anyways? That's a good point. I mean, I'm going to do it, but I'm going to feel stupid about it. Because, I mean, enough, <laughs> enough people in the last month have been scared out of voting for Merritt Styles. I don't know if we can agree on that or not. There's, yes, there is definitely, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're on the same page. She is really, she's really screwed the proof. So then, so then follow me for a minute, real quickly. If you're not going to vote for Merritt Styles and you won't vote for Bonnie Crombie, that only leaves one party. Mike Morris and the Greens. Well, no, Doug Ford. But oh. <laughs> as much as we don't like him, do you see what I'm saying? It's a process of no, elimination. I know exactly. I know exactly same, what you're saying. You know but what? I, I do feel and, like and, that was genuinely funny. And very quickly, the same thing federally. No one is going to vote for Jagmeet Singh because he's turned the the federal NDP into a joke. God, yeah, that's and again, so true. We want Trudeau out, which, according to my calculations, only leaves one party. Whether you like him or hate him, Pierre Polyev, unfortunately. Unfortunately, I, I get what you're saying. And, you know, on your train of logic, I agree with you. So Fuck I want to. Does that suck, though? <laughs> Fuck, does that suck, though? I want to end with this. I don't know if you saw this tweet. I really hope you didn't. So some guy named Bill Malugin, M U M E L U G I N, uh, I guess he's a reporter. And it says, breaking, NYT, which is New York Times, reports New York City Mayor Eric Adams has announced that due to the financial impact of ongoing migrant arrivals, the city will have to make budget cuts that will reduce NYPD officers to below 30,000 and slash the education department by $1 billion amongst other cuts. He warns more cuts will be necessary unless the city receives more federal money to help with the migrant arrivals. I'd love to get your thoughts. We got three minutes real quickly on what I just read. I oh, know no. we don't know a lot about New York, but the fact that he's up being up front and he said, listen, Officers are going to because obviously they have uh, over 30,000 police officers. That's what that means. So he's going to put it below 30,000 and save that money. So police officers are going to lose their jobs or he's going to rein in the police budget, however you want to look at it. And then slashing education by a billion, which I didn't realize was a was municipal in the was states. Municipal in the states. I, <laughs> I don't like, know. So that's the thing. I it's hard to comment on this because it's like that was the one thing that stuck to me very specifically when he said he would like remove money from education. It's like, whoa, that's on you. That's not. That's not the. That's not the. I was gonna. I was gonna call it the province of New York. <laughs> oh my god, the state of New York. Uh, that's not on the state. That's on the city. That's crazy. I, I didn't realize that they were having. Um, like immigrants flowing in as much as because Canada's, I mean, it's no secret. Canada's opened their borders. Justin Trudeau is like, come on in, come on in. We'll stack you up over here and over there and up there and or around the corner. And we got room. We got lots of room. I didn't realize that New York of all the States, New York is, is like that as well. It's a, it's an issue. My understanding is that it's more specifically an issue with Florida governor, Ron DeSantis and, 
Texas governor. What's his name? Uh, no, no, that's perfect. Texas governor. What's his name? Yeah, I'm, I'm okay with that. Republican, <laughs> you know, you just need to know. Um, getting who have migrants who show up in their states and their why do uh, they call them migrants and not immigrants? I'm, 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 I'm I think, confused. I think in this case, I think they refer to them as migrants, uh, just by way the way they travel, which I think is just like by foot. I don't know if that makes sense. Maybe I'm wrong, but um, I think they. I think they've been busing them to New York. I think that's the issue. Okay. And with that, we're just going to leave it off here. And Phil and I want to thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, more new contents on the way. The backlog of episodes is being cleared. By the time you hear this, everything, we're going to be up to date. Uh, I just posted one uh, during our break. So have at it. Listen. Uh, send us emails. You know how. Uh, get us on social media. Thank you again so much for Phil, for me. Thank you guys for listening and have a great night. This is the municipal. Have you been paying attention to like city stuff? Don't vote, can't bitch. Sorry to uh, to point that finger at you. My answer was that would be yes and no. My tummy hurts and I'm mad at the government. You're saying council wouldn't approve it. And two, you're robbing them of their their voice. It's it's he's already he's already failed to uphold. Well,